everyone's favorite podcast, It's Reclaimed Audio, with your hosts, Phil Pinsky, Phil Lutz, and Tim Sway. Welcome everybody to this week's episode of Reclaimed Audio. This is episode 141 for July 18th, 2018. This week's top Patreon supporters are Make, Build, Modify, Stu Morrison, The Godfather, Jimmy DeResta, <laughs> Scott Turner, Greg Mead, Chad Grossclaws, Shane Bronson, Keith Decent, Ryan Ridgely, Jeff Shaw, Infinite Craftsman, LiquidRC.com, Mike Jeffcoat, Jim Bashirs, Brad Dudenhofer, Paul Jackman, the boys over at Maybe I've Said Too Much, and John Made It. I wrote John Made It's, but he did not. He just made the one thing. No, I'm, I'm sure wondering he's made more if, uh, than one. What are you wondering, Bill? I'm wondering if we're not also sponsored this week by Smirnoff. That was both uncalled for and probably accurate, although I am drinking Made in the USA Tito's, so I am a patriot. Tito's? Well, actually, you would be, you're Canadian, so you would not be a patriot. You'd have to drink Canadian Club to be a patriot. That is How not whiskey. You... It would be Iceberg that would be vodka. Is that a Canadian-made vodka? Yeah. I never heard of it. It's called Iceberg? It makes sense. First of all, that's outrageous that you haven't heard of it because it's won awards that have beaten Grey Goose. I don't drink vodka. Yeah. It's not you really drink, a man's drink. Let me tell so. you what you drink. You drink antifreeze, as far as I'm concerned. This is phenomenal. Tito's Patriot. Right to bear arms. Go ahead. Okay. Um, but it, because you're Canadian, wouldn't you be an expat? Is that how they say no. it? No, you can't be an expat without being a pat in the first place. But you, but you can be a patriot to your own country, right? You'd be a. Isn't it's I'm not a just patriot an American of this term. continent? Okay, it's it's a, you're an, an ally. An you're American like an, you're an ally. Oh, well, wait, no, no. A- I Canadians thought I was an ally. The Canadians aren't our allies anymore. Never mind. Okay, let's continue on. I thought I was. Yeah. And then I, I love how we're on me. What? I love how we're bringing the the pre-show arguing in right into the, <laughs> the main <laughs> right now. Listen, if it works there, it's got to work here. I mean, you know what I mean? Gold, Jerry. Gold. But if the, for those, for if the can you, is round, why don't they call it round teen? All right, move on, move on. All right. uh, for those that don't know, though, um, uh, we had what Tim described as one of our best pre-shows ever, and so the ju- jubilation, I would say, that you're you're hearing from us now is a carryover from that. So every this is, this is great. By, and by best pre-show, I mean basically what it is is for our Patreon supporters, they get to we, we record additional content and it's us preparing for the show and planning out topics and stuff. And so the reason I think this was our best pre-show ever is because we basically just bickered like little children and never came to a consensus and then we now we're here. So yeah. Also by best, <laughs> he also means the least worst. Yeah, I'm going to have to disagree. So here we go. You, oh, so it was the top of the heap, not just... Um, the least of the worst. I think I found it the most amusing ever. Oh, I, I'm with you. I'm, wh- I'm right we, there with you. We went over time, and we just we never came to any conclusions, and we we just never got anywhere. It was just like sounds just, like a legit political process. It was well, it was like um, it was like a like an extra cycle. Like we pedaled a whole bunch, and then just hmm. got sweaty and never really moved. You know. Now, do huh. we say do we say that the iceberg <laughs> is the coincidence or the catalyst? He's drinking Tito's. Yeah. Oh well, he can't, he's not drinking iceberg. He can't afford that. First of all, first of all it's cheaper than Tito's because there's no tariff. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> I already assumed. Blame America. 
America. Yeah, yeah, you're not a patriot, just so you know. In case you were I am a patriot. Confused. I'm paying the tariff, aren't I? Despite you're the tariff, to be, you're not supposed to be disgruntled. What are you working on, Phil? I'm just—I'm not disgruntled. Let me tell you what I worked on. I uh, dug up and replaced all of my sprinkler heads in my irrigation system. How'd that go? Very well. It's very well. Easy. And I even—I uh, even discovered a um, a broken a broken polyethylene hose. Apparently, nobody uses polyethylene soft hoses anymore. Everybody uses hard PVC mm-hmm. because of the pressure difference. You can do like a hundred foot pounds into polyethylene and you can do like 500 you can do um, like water shows with the yeah PVC. but i don't think that matters for irrigation it just so happens that i think my lawnmower went over the polyethylene and cut it anyways i watched a video how do you fix it splice a couple of spigots through each done so what the guy was going to charge me two grand to do i did in 106 dollars yeah so, and probably I'll, half a day right yeah, half a day. Yeah. That's what it was, yeah. and it and it's working like a charm. Um, it's been like 110 degrees here for like the last month, so all my grass looks like hay. But now that I've got proper irrigation and sprinklers going, I'm assuming it'll come back to green in a couple of weeks. So, are you in a drought mode though? Or are you allowed to turn those on right now? Usually, when it's yeah. that hot, they kind of don't want you using your water. Here's the thing: Canada has a quarter of the world's fresh water, so we can do what we want. Oh, oh, I see how it is. Yeah. So let let the rest of us suffer, but you keep your lawn green. Enjoy the United States, my friend. I'm going to enjoy all the water I can drink and free health care. So. Wait a minute. I thought, I thought they were going to build a big old pipeline to give us some water that we need. That was oil, and you're welcome. Oh. And that was, was that Canadian oil? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's from Alberta. It's, uh, it's shale oil, and, uh, and we do some fracking, yeah, which sounds like a dirty word, but turns out isn't. I looked it up. No, it's, it's, it's a dirty process, but it's not a dirty word. Right. <laughs> it, it will be a dirty word in, you know, the, the post times. Right. You know. Right. Yeah. So that's great. You, you, did, you, did some, um, you did some successful upkeep on your boudoir yardage. It is a dirty word. Hang Why on. Boudoir. What? Yeah, I don't know. Oh, backyard, he means. But uh, it is Bedroom. a dirty word because isn't that the word from Battlestar Galactica? Fracking. Yes, it is. Fracking. That's yeah, why it, it sounds like a dirty hey. word to you. Yeah. Nailed it. Yeah. Nailed so, it. So say we all. So say we all. Yeah, so you said. Nope. Okay, Phil, you're the you're driving. Put the iceberg down. <laughs> it's it's <laughs> Tito's. First drive of all, the podcast. why when I'm in a good mood, does that mean something's wrong? That just seems weird to me. <laughs> and it's not the Tito's. I told you guys before. It's because I had a great day at work today. I had a couple of huge successes, and I'm very proud of myself, and I'm enjoying some time with my two best friends. So, oh. you know, screw you guys. So, uh, <laughs> sorry, sorry we were interrupted. Yeah. What well, see, that's the Phil we know and love, yeah. the screw yeah. you guys part. Yeah. <laughs> my two best friends, screw you guys, yeah. <laughs> um, what else did I do? I also, um, you know, actually, this will probably come later. You know what, I'll save that. That's fine. That's what I'm working on. Tim, what are you working on? <clears throat> um, I that, whoa, that was abrupt. <laughs> I wasn't ready. Um, Hurry up! Tell me what you're working on. I am working on. Let me see. I started this this crazy pinball machine desk that I'm gonna make, and uh, and then I stopped because I was like, I kind of just started kind of cutting stuff up, and then I stopped. I was like, well, I need to think about this a little bit. Like, uh, it's kind of a weird build, but I think I've figured out how I want to go about it. Because initially, what I was doing is I'm making like a. I said it last week how I'm going to put all these pieces of plywood together because it's going to be like a like a collage of art from pinball machines mm-hmm. um and then i decided against doing that because as it, it some of this stuff is old and it's all old stuff from the 70s so it's like 40 year old plywood and 
and it was like warped and I was looking at how I was concerned about structure when I got it together like that um, so I decided to actually go and cut a quarter inch off cut all the art just a quarter inch thick off of the existing plywood and I'm mm -hmm. gonna skin I'm gonna make a plywood structure and skin it with the art instead of using which I, I really wanted to do it the other way because I wanted to actually use the old reclaimed plywood but it was like I was saying it's like reclaiming plywood is a pain in the butt it's just there's always how old is it also because you could be dealing from the with formaldehyde so formaldehyde you know well, yeah I mean so I had to cut I was wearing two masks while I was cutting it all yeah you know? but um yeah I mean, well, it's, you know but you you often find yourself doing that anyway where you're using like new plywood structure and then yeah because it with pallet wood or something else so yeah a lot of that, that fence yeah there's nothing wrong with it it's like a lot of the fence material and stuff I, I do it that way because there's not a lot of structure to it because it's lightweight and it's very old and so you get that rustic look so I'm doing the same approach I do a lot of times but I wanted to do something different you know what I mean just for myself so how, how did you do it how did you what was the adhesive you used and what was the oh, I haven't gotten that far yet but I'm going oh. to uh, like normally when I do it with the the pallet wood or whatever the cedar I would use pin nailers and just use contact adhesive and pin nailers but I don't want to do that because I want to keep the art pristine as pristine as possible yeah so I'm gonna just one at a time glue them on and wait it glue it on and wait it and, you know and just regular wood glue or like Mod Podge how are you doing it? Uh, I'm gonna use wood glue because it's, okay. it's a quarter inch thick piece of wood now that I'm gonna glue onto a three quarter inch or a half oh, inch oh okay I get you okay I thought yeah. you were just taking like paper graphics and putting it on oh the no wood. no because it's all painted on the wood they use stencils and spray paint you okay. know, or, or roll on paint. I don't know. I wasn't there, but yeah. um, so I couldn't cut it that thin. So I had to keep a quarter inch of it. Right. You know? Okay. Cool. Yeah. yeah so I oh, use okay. wood glue and, and weights. So so I was doing that. But so I took a break from that to think, and I had this idea last week, and it's gonna be my next video of um, <laughs> it's just a shop hack, uh, and <laughs> it's just stupid. <laughs> so I, what I a did great that intro. today, yeah. and it was fun. It was fun. I just I came up with this um, because yeah, I have dust collection, um, but I, it's all just mod podge and and i decided i, I wanted a, a better way because so, like i share like i don't have i don't want to run all the piping and stuff and have doors and gates that open and close so i just take the hose off one thing and put on the other they're right next to each That's other I but i'm always like shoving the hose on shoving it so i came up with a system uh for doing this and it's it's like upcycling it's like it's just it's it's hilarious and it works really well so can't wait to see that that's um, the nonsense i do too yeah, and um, and then I'm also designing an armoire for the same customer that the um, the the pinball desk is going to. It, she's an interesting lady. Um, she wants she just basically wants to surround herself with with art um, that functions, and so it's very difficult getting there. She has a lot of needs that are really you know it's like the good the the, the pyramid of a good fast cheap. It's like you know cool functional and and expensive you know <laughs> like picking it's like the a, best triangle ever. Yeah. One of them's always expensive, you know. <laughs> but so there's always that function form battle. Like if she, you know she wants a pinball machine there, but she wants to have room for this and that, and so it's very difficult work. Like in the planning phases, and that's really what you know, she's ending up paying for a lot of more than just the the physical time. It's like the amount of time designing. But so this armoire is going to be a, um, and it's not going to be reclaimed, but I'll probably film it. It's going to be a full 3D carved, all four doors on it. Going to be it's going to be five feet long, and if we come to consensus and i make it and um and this is going to be four doors are going to be full 3d carved uh doors of like a scene basically but then it's going to be all painted monochrome um like a like a just like a neutral like you know white or light gray um color that's gonna be like the sickest video ever i can't wait to see that yeah it'll it'll be the the first draft of the carving 
of yeah. the the doors. It would probably be MDF. You know, I mean, that's the best thing to carve to be. If you, it's all going to be painted, it'll be like MDF doors. And um, and it's looking at about eighteen hours of carve time already. <laughs> Just begun. But it's going to be it, split up. That's going to be doors, the final. So. It's going to be out of MDF. Probably because that's the best thing to do with three D carve on like that. I mean, I'm not going to make solid wood doors and then carve then, and have all the. But then, are you, you know, going to harden it somehow so that it doesn't dent and flake and stuff? MDF um, MDF is not easily dented. It, yeah, it's going to be... As long as it's... The only thing you'd have to be concerned about is moisture, so you have to just seal it, primer. Yeah, it's going to get... What, hmm. what, what'll, it'll be... Um, I'm not... You know, I haven't worked out all the depths yet. It might end up being two pieces of MDF and having some stuff put on top of it, but it'll be sealed, and then yeah. it's going to be basically lacquered, like, you know, or oh, yeah. use paint, obviously. But it's going to have a dozen coats of paint on it to just make it... Oh, it'll be fine. Up, so it'll be fine. Yeah. The, like, MDF fill on the edges and stuff is a little bit vulnerable, but... yeah. In the, in the center, MDF is yeah. it's it's hard yeah. stuff. That's why you use it for bench tops and everything else. Yeah. It's, it's a I, and I, you know, I'm going to do some tests before I go. But if I have to, I'll do a you know a quarter inch or a half inch wood trim around the edge to protect the corners and stuff. But that's what that stuff is like when you see that carved lacquered furniture and stuff. It's mm-hmm. a lot of it's MDF. Casey's, uh, I mm-hmm. I built that big shelf for Casey's mom. That giant red shelf uh, and all the pattern work that I did with the router was all out of MDF. Hmm. Yeah. Was, yeah. Yeah, so. yeah, it holds up. I mean, it's just you know, it's it's, and there's actually stuff too. There's um, because there's, I believe there's HDF, right? High density. Yeah, you don't yeah, see it know. very often though. You have no. to high density order. is a lot of the um, the backer boards on like furniture or high density HDF. Yeah, yeah, so but like that's be behind a dresser. That's not just that, hardboard. That's just that's hardboard. Yeah. No, there's some of it. It's, I got some here. It's oh yeah. It's, yeah, it's it's yeah. made out. Of, it's I've a little literally bit than never hardboard. seen. HDF anywhere for sale. I feel like it's a real specialty item. I yeah, so. I can, can you imagine how heavy it would be. Three quarter inch yeah. HDF. <laughs> yeah, but I've never seen three quarters. Now usually they it's might not even range. make it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah I'm, I'm sure. I think the MDF will be fine. Um, no, it will be. Yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. excited about that too. Great. Yeah, That'd be cool. it'll be interesting. It's totally like I said. It's not going to be reclaimed. It's going to be you know a plywood case with with these doors. It's going to be it's going to be like a dozen drawers inside it too. So it's uh, it's a lot of hardware. It's an expensive build, you know. Um, nice. Yeah, yeah. So, but that's like I'm in this weird place right now because I'm like working, and then I have this other this this other stuff that uh, I'm gonna be starting later. And I have all these jobs that are good jobs and stuff, but they're like just one of them just started. Like none of the money's coming in yet. You know, I've got the checks that I can't cash and this and that. It's yeah. Like that that whole being a business for yourself like hustle. You know, it's always a pain in the neck. But but I'm you know I'm moving along, and then Did I've got all these guitars see- that I need to finish. Did you ever see the episode of The Simpsons where there's a hot dog vendor that follows Homer around all day, every day, <laughs> and, uh, and 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 then Marge says to the guy, to the hot dog vendor, she goes, "Do you just follow my husband around all day long?" He goes, "Lady, he's putting my kid through college." I feel like <laughs> this pinball lady is that for you? <laughs> kind of, if the jobs come through. And there's, I mean, there's a whole. She has some health issues too, and there was actually like we had started this planning months ago. And then, because of her health issues, she's like, you know what? I don't think I'm gonna do it. Um, she's like, I don't know if I'm gonna live long enough, honestly, to to reap the benefits of this stuff. And then, whoa, yeah. And so I was like, yeah, you know, what are you gonna do? Complain? Why? Hey, you owe me for design time. You know what? So whatever. You know. Yeah. But um, so then she came back to me a couple months later. She's like, you know what? She's like, you know, things went well with this this stuff, and and uh, and she's like, what the heck? You know, like, you know, what's you know, I, you know, everything's looking good health wise, and how am I going to spend my last, you know, time anyways? It was kind of her attitude. So, right. Wow, like, that's great. That's yeah. awesome. It's 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 
it's tough sometimes, you know what I mean? But per- Perspective, though, man. Gives you some perspective, right? Well, exactly. And then it's like when you come back, it's just like, well, can't you just do this like that and this like that? It's like, ugh. You know, and then it's like, okay, you know, yes, let me find a way, you know. It's yeah, like, and quickly. Well, but there's, there is a timeline because she's, she's in Connecticut and she's moving out of Connecticut at the end of October. Or no, I'm sorry, the end of September. Are you sure um, that's the timeline? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's the, that's the first timeline. You know what I mean? To have this done before she moves, because otherwise you have to pay to ship it. So, but if if I can bring it, deliver it to her before she moves, then right. he was, he was making a bad joke. Yeah, I know what he was saying. Okay. But yeah, One I was talking about the ultimate timeline. I know what you're talking about. Oh, by the time our Tito. next podcast comes out, that's what I meant. Uh, <laughs> okay. Or by the time we get to what Bill is working on. Yeah, let's talk about that. Oh, yeah. oh. So you know what? I got to do a little uh, Phil Pinskatating. At my house this weekend. What does that mean? Criticizing unnecessarily? <laughs> no, I, I actually did some uh, some uh, home uh, uh, home self care, whatever you want to call it. Oh, nice. So uh, on the side of my house, between my house and the next door neighbor, uh, the fence has been slowly falling in towards my house where I'm mm-hmm. at, and uh, I finally decided, well, this guy's. I know he's not going to take care of it. It's all because of it's. Anyway, I'm renting anyway. But I, 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 I did a Phil Pinsky. I dug a hole. I put a post in it. And then I used that squirt foam stuff. You did it? Oh, no. Yeah. How was it? It's awesome. I have so many ideas to use that stuff for. Right? Oh, my gosh. It was awesome. It was absolutely awesome. The and only thing 10 is bucks, it's, not, it's not structural. That's the only part. It's, you know, but seriously, this, so I had the side of my house. This fence was basically rotted on the two posts uh, it's i don't know 50 foot long and then right towards the middle it, the two posts rotted so they're basically it's folding in i just stuck that up i pushed the fence up i braced it put that post in with that foam and then just yeah. let go of everything it's yeah. holding like a charm yeah yeah no i just mean you it's, can't build a deck with it it's good for fences it's just you can't like it doesn't replace cement for something like a deck or for like a basketball net or something I don't, Something that's going to get repa- repeated impact. I don't, I don't. I don't know about a deck. I think it would do just fine. Not maybe a two-tiered deck, but I think it says on the bag you can't use it for decks. Oh, oh, you read the bag? Yeah, well, the one time. Oh, I, anyways, I just, I just saw the picture for fans. I saw the picture of the guy. You roll the bag up until it pops, and then you shake it back and forth on your table, yeah. and then you yeah. run outside and pour it in there real quick, and it goes. Yeah. It was. It was so much fun. It's I, very cool. Yeah, it was. You know what? I'm thinking of, uh, have you ever seen when people make a stone wall where they just take the, the quickrete bags and they stack them, dry, like dry, and then and they just hose them. the whole wall down and then pull the paper off? Yeah. I wonder if we can make some <laughs> no. kind of, I've never seen that, it's beautiful, because you can get all the shapes and stuff, because the bags, you know how they have some flex to them and yeah, stuff? Yeah, yeah, So people will buy like 400 bags of, of concrete, you know, they'll buy it in bulk, so it's, you know, not that yeah, expensive, pallet, really. basically. Yeah, they'll buy pallets of it, and they just stack the bags, like to make a retaining wall. Okay. And they'll put and they'll put you know if they need some irrigation some drainage they'll stick PVC pipe in the in between the bags and stuff, and they just stack them all and they get like all the shapes of the bags like tilting over leaning and swirling, and then with the paper on and everything they just hose them down they just soak them, and then they let them sit for a few days and they pull the paper off where they can you know some of it's stuck inside and what it's like they're building a levee or a dam or something yeah just go look at it it's beautiful uh, you know what a retaining like a like a retaining landscape walls. retaining wall yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah but yeah. I want to do that oh, with these. I see. I want to do that with these foam bags. <laughs> See what happens. That won't work. No, because you have to cut the bag open and pour it oh, into for it the air activate. for it to activate. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it will. It actually, it will harden in the bag, but it'll be small. I think the bag yeah. at some point will explode because there's a lot of heat that's generated yep. inside oh, yeah, that yeah. bag. Yeah, you well, can't. I think if you didn't cut it open, I think it would go. 
I think yeah. we have a whole new YouTube channel now to explore. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Hydraulic press channel. Foam bag channel. <laughs> anyway, I, I did that, and then in the bathroom, I uh, I resealed the... I don't want to uh, know what you did in the bathroom. Yeah, we talked about that. Yeah. Resealed around the tub and the window <laughs> and stuff. I got that done. I, re I repaired some drywall. What would you use to do that? Uh, on By the, the casings and stuff, I use regular caulking. <laughs> To be fair, we are children. Yes? Yes. Yes, yes okay. Just checking. Uh, but I actually used uh, uh, an almond-colored uh, silicone for the tub. Yeah. I don't know Tremendous. if I'm happy with that. It was kind of a pain in the butt. But Yes, the caulking <laughs> is you what hear I the, used. Did you ever, there was a stand -up, uh, it was one of those like jerky boy type things or something. Yeah. The guy called the hardware store and he's asking about buying caulk and he was like just had this guy going forever about like the size of the the caulk tubes and if the bigger ones are better and all this i haven't stuff. heard that one it was it was because the guy just had i don't know if the guy didn't know he was getting punked or what but it was it was pretty funny i used to lit like when back in the day when you used to get those as a bootleg cassette yeah 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 me and my dad would listen in the car for hours i used to love the jerky boys it was the funniest thing ever i love the one with the guy trying to call about his glasses and he'd be he called his glasses store he goes yeah, hi my name is Saul Rosenberg I'm call I was at your place yeah, that was who was calling about the cock it was like that voice. it was Saul Rosenberg yeah. yeah I was calling about my my eyes is going crazy so the guy tells him to come in he goes okay so I'll come I'll bring all my shoes and my glasses so I have them with me shoes <laughs> <laughs> So one of my closest friends, his last name is Rosenberg. So every time I call him and we make plans, I tell him I'm going to bring my shoes and my glasses. So I have them with me. <laughs> okay, let's um, let's do a podcast. Unless, Bill, are you done? Are we doing no, that? All right. I had some other stuff. but uh, uh, Go ahead. No, no, no. Ahead. Tell us more about your DIY. Tell us how you were doing it yourself. I, uh, I, I stopped doing it myself, and then I did something for a friend that came over, and uh, every year for camp, she builds something for people. It's like a, a camp for lady makers, and this year it's going to be a thumb guitar thing, like a cigar box thumb guitar. Th you know thumb piano, about? you mean? Yeah, yeah. thumb piano. So uh, she had some design ideas for that, and uh, I helped her cut some material up for that. And uh, Oh, and then you were mentioning cedar planks. Mm. Um, do you want to do any more impressions, Phil? While I'm just no, I got an impression for you, but I'll, <laughs> I'll save it. I'll um, save it for the post show. So uh, my friend Walter, I, I don't know if you guys remember a while back uh, during Maker Fair time, this guy brought over a bunch of fence boards that were cedar, and I finally planed one down because I've got an idea how I'm going to use it to line the inside of my cigar box guitars. And I planed one down. Holy moly, that came out really pretty, really red pretty wood. Is it red? Is it red? Yeah, it's a, it's, it's yeah, just it's nice. just old and golden. I mean, it went from this ugly nice. gray fence board to this really pretty wood. So that's mm. exciting. Western red. It's nice. Mm. Anyway, excellent. That's all. So if you guys want to talk more about uh, Sal Weinstein... No, I, I think it's time to do uh, our closing things here. <laughs> Sal Rosenberg. Um, okay, so this was... You know what? I hope we have enough time for this one because I think this is a fantastic topic. It's called Satellites, and um, and I think... Well, actually, we you know how we just sort of come up with a topic name and, and just riff on it. But this one uh, was one of Bill's, and essentially the way it works is the moon for us is a satellite it's a natural satellite and it affects 
the earth. It changes the tides. So when we talked about this in the pre-show, we talked about the fact that within the maker world we have influences, but also outside of the maker world we have influence, and 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 those are our satellites. They are they are things that are from outside of the earth, outside of our world, and they have real influences and impacts on on who we are as people and who we are as makers. And uh, and it's an interesting topic, and I love it, and I think that. Uh, you know, so let's let's kick it off with, uh, with, I guess, Bill. What are some of your outside influences? Well, so first of all, that was so well put. That was that is very much great yeah. of what. <laughs> wow, well done. No thanks. No, seriously. So I thought you know one of the something simple. We've all talked about it before, but I never thought about it in this fashion. Is um, an outside influence that's positive, and I bet every maker does this either podcast or music in the shop. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Right? Yeah, that's I mean, it's list. like I, I mean, you're in the shop. I know, I know, Tim. You listen to noise, but um, I like you know classic rock. Uh, some of the podcasts I've been listening to lately uh, are not actually even maker related. They're astronomy cast or Joe Rogan or different comedians. Uh, but yeah, just that kind of a something that just brightens up your your attitude when you're in the shop uh, that keeps you going. That's a, that's a satellite influence, I believe. Hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree. And, I'll yeah, tell mo- you... Go ahead. Mo- mo- <clears throat> most of the podcasts I listen to are not maker-related. Right. More like stories, you know. Anybody else hear stories. my voice crack there? Yeah. Um, yeah. No. Well, no. it's time to Is it change. <laughs> Is it weird that I'm 38 and my voice still cracks? I no. find that odd. No? No, that's fine. It's no, fine. because you know why? You've never strengthened your vocal cords by smoking, and you should be proud of that. Is that a thing? No. Strengthening vocal cords by smoking? No. But I you still know how everybody like, yeah. sounds like this after yeah. they've been smoking for 50 years? It's because yeah. they're strong. Yeah. yeah. I have a neighbor who's like that. He doesn't smoke <laughs> anymore, but he used to. And his name, Billy. My, Bill. my, <laughs> my voice has been cracking lately, believe it or not. Like really? I've been, yeah. I mean, it's so it's... I, I think it's, it's a, the not smoke. It's healthy. It's a sign of health. It's, it's a good thing cords. I'm 38 and not 15. Otherwise, I'd be embarrassed. Yeah. But uh, speaking about satellites and outside influences, let me tell you what my newest, brand newest hobby is. Uh, I'm super into electronics out of nowhere. I, um, I worked on my furnace control board to get my air conditioning working again, and I landed up, uh, or ended up, right? What do Americans say? Ended up? Ended up. Ended up, ended up. Yeah. I ended up. Uh, not listening to my HVAC specialist, I told him to uh, politely uh, not come back, and I rewired uh, the entire system from the thermostat back down to the furnace and then outside again, and uh, because the wiring was not a thick enough gauge and I think it wasn't supplying enough voltage and current. Anyways, I got the whole thing working again, and it got me really excited about electronics. So. Immediately, I ordered like a new multimeter from uh, from my one of my favorite websites, DX.com. Super what cheap brand? electronics. What's that? What brand uh, multimeter? Oh, nothing. It's called Unity. It's oh. not like a fluke or anything like that. But it's like fluke is the the brand. I know. It's like, but it's like two hundred bucks. This is this was twenty three dollars Canadian, so it'd probably be about nineteen bucks US. <laughs> Shipping included, direct from China. But it is considered the best cheap multimeter you can get. Anyways, so I am uh, I'm I'm really excited to get it. I'm actually going to be clearing out a space in my furnace room and setting up an electronic workbench there, and uh, and I'm going to start doing some electronics projects. And I'm I'm really excited to be doing that. I, I want to start 
First of all, I want to fix my old control board. I think I can do it. So I'll have a backup in case anything happens to this one. But I, I've been watching a ton, a ton of electronics uh, YouTube videos at night. And, uh, and I'm excited to, to both get into electronics and to integrate it with making. Yeah, uh, it's, it's a rabbit hole, man. It's a rabbit hole. Uh, it's so, first of all, my, you know, like kids break toys, right? So my son has all these RC cars that he's broken or are like really cheapies, right? They're either mm. wire control or whatever. And I have a Raspberry Pi that I never really found a use for. I used it to play some like retro games like Nintendo, Super Nintendo. But I think I want to take one of his old wired RC cars and turn it into a Wi-Fi enabled, Bluetooth enabled, uh, like car kind of drone with a camera on it. Eventually, I want to build my own quadcopter. So I, I don't know. You're right. It's a rabbit hole. I guess it's like the cigar box guitars. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm like all over this, learning about circuits yeah. and current and voltage. This is your guitar. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. like so excited about this. Interesting. You know, yeah. you you just brought up because you bought a new multimeter. I have a, I have, a, I have a bunch of them, but I have one that yeah. I'm sad that is going to be useless soon. And let me tell you why, just really quickly. Huh. This is a, it looks like a fluke multimeter, it's yellow. You pull this long antenna out and all this thing does is if you touch the antenna to a fluorescent bulb and push the button, the bulb will flicker because it, it excites the gas inside. And it's yeah. a tester, it's to see if the, the tube is any good. So you can just reach up with this antenna, push the button and watch the light kind of glow. It's like, okay, that bulb's good. I don't have to, so you don't have to climb up and pull the bulb off and check it and all that good stuff. Hmm. But those things Never are heard of that. yeah it's it's super cool tool i've had it for years and years and years it's a yeah. fluorescent tube tester but you know fluorescent tubes are going by the wayside you know oh we're going that's LED. why it's gonna be okay. yeah but does it do LED. other stuff like it does voltage nope. current continuity nothing no, no, else that's no, no. all it's, it does it's it's a fluorescent tube it's kind of it's outdated i mean it's not that hard to you know swap a bulb out to see if the darn thing works if it doesn't it's the well, ballast, if, it's, if it's 24 feet in the air it is hard though. yeah right, no, it's and annoying. that's what i'm saying for when yeah. i did maintenance at an apartment complex in uh uh inside the hallways the common room hallways you know it's 10 feet up you just take this thing you walk by tap it yep that bulb's good that bulb's good but oh, it's geez. weird that an antenna like an old am radio antenna you just pull yeah. it out yeah and push the button doesn't make any noise or anything, but the bulb will flicker on and off if, if it's the gas is good. It's just kind of cool. See, now that's a cool old tool that I've never seen, and that yeah. would definitely be one of my satellites, even though it's in the maker world. But it's just like it doesn't have to be tools though. But it's just like old things like that. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, like like my truck. I you know I mean it's like I'm not a mechanic. I'm not really mechanical, but I love driving like an old car and like and and just like stuff from like yesteryear and I don't know trying to like connect it to today it's not that mm. i like i don't i'm not like one of those zealots that wants to go back in time and like oh was, i only own carburetors you know but uh, i mean i i love my gps and my phone but uh, like i like to connect to the things i like the idea of using the gps in my phone while driving a car with a carburetor you know yes yeah that's a cool amalgam i i was just in um you guys know that last week i was in hamilton ontario and i went into a customer and out of their old barn they put into their store an old like over 100 year old telephone switchboard the kind where you pull out a cable mm, to mm. switch the line you put it into another socket honestly they were they had to tear me away from this thing it yeah. was all solid oak and i'm like okay i know this meeting is worth a lot of money to me uh, but just give me two more minutes to play with this old switchboard yeah. because this is 
awesome. And I, I wanna, wish I took pictures. I want to call my mom in 1952. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, it was it was an operator switchboard, so you would dial on your end, and then they would and then they would plug Put you into an outside line. Yeah. And listen, yeah. if they wanted to. I'm pretty I sure those I'm, lines, because you pull them out and you plug them in, those yeah. were weighted. They were simple, like a string with a weight on the end to hold those. Because when you let go of that cord, it would go back into its slot. I think uh, they were this weighted. Was, this was... Um, More spring-loaded? No. They were. It, they looked like big 3.5-millimeter audio yeah. jacks. Quarter right. Right. Look, but what but I'm they had like is fabric sheaths. Yeah. Right. They didn't and spring. They were no. just like loose. You just plug them in and oh. then Oh, oh, oh. Cuz I I've, I've seen something to, uh, similar to that like an old switchboard thing, but those yeah. things were they're actually just simply weighted. They had like a lead weight behind it. Yeah. So when you as you let go, it just goes back into play. Anyway. Very oh, cool. No, that's cool. Yeah. Maybe it was broken, I don't know. Some of those things were um um uh, absolute works of art though, right? I mean, it's just yeah. Oh, yeah. beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, all beautiful I'm, red oak too. <laughs> The work, yeah, yeah, the woodworking that they they put into those, yeah, 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 it's cool stuff. Um, and you know, and then other you write about the podcast, that's for sure, because I definitely listen to outside ones. First of all, I listen to some political ones, which I don't think are necessary to bring up, but I, um, you know, I, I listen to a, a bunch of different. I, li- I listen to Freakonomics, which is an interesting one, just so far as sort of like they ask a lot of interesting questions, and I think. Maybe the questions aren't specifically related to making, but the fact that they ask questions from outside the domain makes me ask questions about why we do things, how we do them, what's the purpose. It just, I think the act of asking questions is important. Just getting our heads out of our daily grind and constantly questioning why we do things the way we do them makes us better people and specifically better makers. Why, why do I always use butt joints? Why do I always X, Y, Z? Let me try something different. And I think that's what's exciting. I tried to listen to... Uh, we listen to Freakonomics quite often, but sometimes I just can't. Sometimes we're... Yeah, yeah I skip. Boring, I skip. Right? nerdy. Yeah. But last <laughs> night, it was... It was uh, I thought it was going to be a good one. It was a Nobel Prize winner because he took... Uh, two economists were doing some studies, and he interjected... Uh, I forgot what they called it, but it's like the emotional economy. In other words, people buy not just because, you know, you can't just look at charts. It's people buy because of their emotions sometimes. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, anyway, Mm -hmm. it's not called that. (laughs) But I'm like, oh, this ought to be interesting. And then he started talking about it. I was like, okay, let's listen to something else, babe. I just, yeah. You also have to be in the mood for Stephen Dubner. Yeah. He's not. It can get most, deep pretty quick. Yeah, but he's but he's deep, but he's not very um, exciting. You find I find he's pretty good. I think I have to just be in the mood to sort of take in all the stuff that sometimes I'm feeling a little less like attentive, and I need something more superficial. But when I'm feeling in the mood to like take in info, that's when I can listen to. No, him. some of it's very like I said, he's good, but he's not like he's not getting on there like a you know a radio DJ. All right, let's talk about economics. No, no, no. You know, no he really is an economist. I mean, like he's no, no, an I, economist, know. Yeah. So. I know, I know. Yeah. You know some of the some of the other satellite things I was thinking about that can be related, um, and we all have them, whether it be the big box store, which we of course as reclaimers want to avoid as much as possible, but our suppliers. People that we, uh, you know, we go outside, and some of them may not even have to do with making. You know, we might have a source for getting things that we make things with, but those suppliers that are on the outside that other people who aren't makers may buy from the same place. Well, you, you know, kind of like, like 
uh, what about a thrift store? What about one of your favorite mm. thrift stores that you go to to, to find you know mm. either old tables that you can scavenge? Um, uh, the auto parts store. I've I've used auto parts for different things in making before when it, like twelve volt lighting when you don't you know what I mean. But so mm. different. In other words, you're not going to uh, Woodcraft, you're, but you're going to a supplier for something. There you go. You're, no, no. You're, can you see this? Oh no! What happened? I Crack. smashed my phone. So I uh, I smashed. This is the second time I've smashed this phone, this iPhone Seven. And uh, the first time I did it, I took it to one of those. Uh, you break, I fix places, you know, and they charge like 120 bucks to fix it. And I was just at Home Depot the other day and I pulled my wallet out and my phone at the same time and the phone fell and smashed. And I said, okay, I was not, first of all, I was really upset, but it's like, you know what? I don't need to pay somebody to fix this. So I got onto eBay, long story short, for 30 bucks, I'm getting a new screen and the tools to fix it. I'm going to do this myself. Yeah. Good because I broke my phone, but on the back, so I just I have a case for it. But as you can see, yeah, the crackage. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Um, so if you can do that, I will try it as well. Yeah, yeah, man. First of all, it's it's two screws, and then watch the YouTube video to do the rest. All right. Yeah, you just got to so. be careful because it's usually like there's a pressure fit. You have to pry them. There's a little bit of um, of an adhesive on the inside. Yeah. And but the most delicate part is all the tiny little ribbon cables inside that basically uh, are paper. You could rip them as easily as you can rip yeah. papers. So you have to be yeah. super careful yeah. about like undoing the ridge and around. You can't stick something sharp in there to try and because you can no, just no 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 cut not right at all. Yeah. It's very delicate work. Yeah. But for thirty bucks, so my wife's like, you should do that for other people. And I'm like, okay, because if they charge 110, I'll charge 80, and these things take 10 minutes to do once you're yeah. practiced at it. Haven't we yeah. had a topic about race to the bottom? Yeah, but that's not the race to the bottom. 80 bucks, $50 profit for 10 minutes work. Don't you have Heck a job, it. and you don't have enough time to do all your other hobbies anyway? Yes, that's my problem. I'm too profit-oriented. Oh, that, that's your problem. Okay. <laughs> uh, well, one amongst many, of course. <laughs> yeah. Um, I wanted to throw a wrench in the works, and and uh, I mean it, this is there's so many things to talk about, and I, but before I throw my wrench, I just want to say like what both of you were just saying is exactly what I get into uh, the old stuff like you're talking about the switchboard, and then yeah. also where the suppliers are, and um, and looking at the old things like because you know for me the supplier is often the, the side of the road or it's like a reclaimer you know or the thrift store. I just I love looking at things and saying what can that thing be that it's not. You know that's that's my big inspiration is 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 the object itself before I get my hands on it or when I get my hands on it. What's the last most amazing ver- like version of that for you? Uh, for some lately I've been everything's a guitar. So <laughs> so. I, oh, but what was it first? Well, you know, it was, it's I've been looking at a lot of just because guitars are wood, right? So I'm like looking at. You know, so the, it hasn't been super exciting for me lately, but, um, you know, car parts and airplane parts and, and stuff in the past, like these, like, really cool shapes and designs. Hmm. Um, I mean, like, one of my favorite ones still was just the, the foosball lamp I made years ago. I know Bill remembers that. It was just, <laughs> I love just that like, lamp. Just looking at all these foosball sticks and just, like, looking, looking past the players and looking at, okay, well, it's a round metal tube. I can weld around metal tube and I can run wires around metal tube. So it became a lamp, you know, and hmm. just like things like that of like kind of stripping it down to what it is in its essence and then bringing it back up again. I don't know. I, I just, I love that, that play. 
and do you, um, do you find yourself yeah. now uh, what Phil was saying like so you're you're looking at stuff do you find yourself looking at things saying what part of a guitar is that yes I'm, so I'm doing that I'm yeah, looking at stuff is that a neck is that a you know is there a cigar box or some kind of a body that I could build out of that yeah it's what, like everything I, I look at now it has to do with that it's like oh can I, I wonder if I can use that for a string you know I mean seriously everything I, I have two avenues with that um, you know, one is is like, well, how can I just get that to guitar form, and then the other is is like, how can I get a guitar out of that form, right. you know? So mm. it's it's um, which are which are equally fun, you yeah, know? Cause absolutely. I'm, I'm absolutely. And you know, Phil, Phil, you're talking about electronics. Um, mm. I I want to up my game a little bit with electronics. I've actually been talking to a pickup manufacturer. I'm trying to make an arrangement with so I can have consistent electronics like quality electronics cool and whatnot and um and one of the things i was thinking about is some of my favorite guitars like uh, i make them in this style i might actually just like kind of tear apart a bunch that i've been working on to go back in um but i always like these like kooky japanese guitars and what they always did different than the american guitars is the american guitars would put these big toggle switches and they put volume and tone knobs and the kooky japanese guitars they'd always have those little black switches you know those little just like kind of serrated black switches they go on mm-hmm. and off and stuff i was thinking about like well, maybe i need to up my game with electronics and start doing instead of i've been doing this sort of stripped down basic wiring because it's you know i've been into cost and efficiency and trying to make this mark but i'm like well maybe i should see if i could like kind of lose like pick up the slack somewhere else and offer something different electronically mm. you know with like the, give yourself the, a real look yeah. What about what about you know the the little preamps that are like on acoustic guitars and they have the little slide switches? What about incorporating a slide switch for the tone and volume as opposed to the turn the pot? Yeah, I was I actually was thinking about that, and then I was talking to a guy uh, when I was at the Carolina. I'm sorry, I forget your name. You probably listen. I'm a jerk. Uh, when I was at the Carolina uh, Boot Maker Meetup, and he was talking about the um, touch plates. Oh um, yeah, like uh, for lamps. You know, we, we touch yeah, the lamp and yeah, it comes yeah, yeah. on and off. And I was like, "Can we do that on guitars?" He's like, "Heck yeah!" He's like, "That'd be easy to do on a guitar." So like, I it's got, really just you just I run two wires. I more. got one more for you. What's up? So the the thing that's really like got me excited is the merger of reclaimed and electronics. I've been right. watching a lot of, of videos about how to recover components from old boards to be able to use them in new projects one yeah. of your pod mates just had that brilliant idea last week and i believe one of the, my pod mates poo-pooed that idea yeah <laughs> anyways i'm going to continue talking as though i didn't just get interrupted so that's what's really got me excited so what if your guitars used not only reclaimed wood but also reclaimed electronics and every single one was essentially different. I know that's difficult for production, but it makes the, every single one hyper unique. Yeah, that that's I've been that's the kind of the way I've been thinking, and I I don't know a ton about electric. I mean, I use all reclaim wiring and stuff already, and, and well, a lot of my not something that's and, visible, but I mean like switches, yeah. like well, switches been, from like blenders and switches from like I've been weird stuff. If you if you watch my other YouTube channel, you would see that all the knobs, the switches Let's themselves, like I have. yeah, yeah, the switches themselves, I'm using standard because there there are certain ohms and stuff that need to be present, yeah, for for things. But I'm putting like stove knobs on them and stuff like yeah. that, and old radio knobs. That's what I've been doing. That's yeah. pretty cool, man. Sorry. Okay, uh, that was 45 minutes in. That was the first time I've ever done that. I think. <laughs> uh, no, no, it's not. But no, no. Uh, no. 
Well, not the first, but you know, it's been a while. Been a while. It's, it's been, been a while. Yeah, sorry about that. Um, but I wanted to throw a quick wrench into the works because you oh, know, yeah, we the talk wrench. Because um, we could talk for hours about this, I'm sure. Yeah, um, that's I exciting. Wanted, uh, apparently, Scott's got, <laughs> got you all fired up. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited. Um, if if you're influenced by things like you know we we see ideas we get ideas um i want what about is there something to be said for not being influenced by the outside world something to be said for like putting yourself in a cocoon so you isolation. can really yeah isolation to develop creativity out of out of nothingness instead of out of the outside forces that you, either of you have any interest a in complete that. and utter uh impossibility no it's not because you go into that isolation chamber having already been influenced by everything up until that moment. Understood. And right, I'm saying the, the, the whole point of that, shut though, the doors. Dude, yeah, shut the whole the doors. point of that is to stop the outside influence. Yeah. So now you're just dealing with already what's already there, and with anything new that you can take from just the the thoughts. Now, remember what junk- can you create? Yeah. Remember but Junkyard Wars? Remember the TV show Junkyard Wars? Right. Yeah, yeah. Where they'd be like, okay, you guys have 45 minutes to go pick all this junk. And they're like, okay, stop. Now this is all you have. You know yeah. what I mean? So it's the same thing with ideas. It's like, all right, shut the door. Now, like, dig deep in. Because I'm into limitations, right? I don't know if I think this is a good idea or not, but I'm into for, limitations. For those of you at home, Phil is rolling his places. eyes. I mean, like... Uh, let's be serious. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I put you into an isolation chamber, right? I yeah. put you into, like, a hyperbaric chamber. Yep. And all of a sudden, now no more new ideas. Okay, but you're in your 40s. You know, you've been inf- been influenced for 30-plus years in art, design, style, manufacturing, electronics, all of these things. And putting you in that chamber, all that does is give you an opportunity to reflect back even exactly. more on everything that you've been influenced by. That's, that's what but he's that's saying, it. though. But that's, that's what my he's but that's but my what, point. That day's influence how much is cut off. Okay, how much, big deal. But, but that's my point. How much time do you spend reflecting back on? Uh, I mean, we can sit and collect new information until the day we die. But is there a time where you have to stop and go back and reflect and assemble what you have? Think like about I'm still it, reading. Think about I'm still reading way, books Phil. from the fifties. I can't get to books that were think made. About yet. It, think about like, it this way: you're driving through your neighborhood on a regular basis because you're always looking out for stuff and just getting some inspiration creepy yeah and and you're a little bit creepy okay yeah you're you're um you're you're working on a project and you're gathering materials you're trying to find inspiration i take pictures i look at stuff i'll take pictures of other people's stuff that they make just to look back at it because i like the way something looks so you're doing all these things and you still can't come up with something try not doing that try just saying okay you know what i've got a whole life's worth of experience in my head there's an idea in there already it's the priority box challenge for your brain exactly okay Okay, so then this is not initially what was presented. This is not like bring no. an idea out from nothingness. This is, this what is more like bring something out from the back bench. That's what I was trying to present before you flew off the handle and didn't listen to the rest of I the presentation. Know. It's like it, it's the it's it's the language barrier. It's the it's the it's the language yes, barrier. Yes, I speak English, you guys speak American. That's the problem. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Obviously, you obviously you can't take an infant out of the womb, put it in a hyperbolic chamber, well, and then well, have it create. Well, that's what I'm saying. You know. Yes. So, yeah. so having a satellite influence is is uh, again, I t- I take a lot of pictures, I look at things, but there are sometimes you just get stumped, and it's like, man, I don't, you know, it's, it's a, an artistic block, a, a writing writer's block. Sometimes you put all the external things down because you like you're right phil you do have a, a lifetime worth of experience and visions and things you've seen and said and done and made in your head already 
Now yeah. you can draw upon just those because you're just being a little, you know, the bandwidth is just kind of narrowed a little bit. So you don't need that outside interference coming in. Well, what, what made me think of saying this was is that I have, like, I have notebooks and scrap paper and the whiteboard that I write ideas down on, right? I write ideas down all the time. And I had this whiteboard going for a while of all these ideas I wanted to do. And I kept adding to it. And I could never get, I'm never going to get to all the ideas I have. That's just, that's just, you know, so, uh, and then, so then you start picking and choosing ideas and maybe this isn't the, the question I presented, but it's what I was thinking about and what I was trying to word in a different way. But I got to a point where I took the whiteboard down, I threw it away. Uh, well, I reclaimed it. I cut it up. Sure. Bit, you know, yeah. I use it for too late. Faux pas. Yeah. Nice like, faux pas. That I, was but the I same met, thing, actually. One, but one I, was an F-bomb and Tim just said he threw something away. But I thing. metaphorically threw it away because it was, it was becoming a hindrance like of, of having yeah, it's depressing like, it is and so then i was like well and then the more things i see is i continue to take input and i see this oh my god that amazing idea oh my god that amazing idea. and it's like i could do that with that and i could incorporate this into that but it gets to this point it's like well am i just gonna is it almost like a failure to launch are you just gonna continue to get input and and just do you know just short circuit you know what it is it's it's like um it's not that i have a lack of ideas it's just that a lot of the times i feel like okay this isn't good enough for like i've i've got this group of materials together i'm ready to make a project and i'm like is this is this good enough for this like is this worth it and 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 what this idea that i have okay i've done this before right you know is this good enough for the material that i'm selling you know what i mean i feel like i there's an expectation and almost a like a potential that this that this material that I've gathered has and I feel almost like I'm letting it down by giving something conventional towards it rather than something more special. Yeah. See, I, th- I think sometimes, especially as reclaimers, that we place too much value on the materials that we gather. Which is ironic because most people have no value for it. Right, but I, I mean, new. it is ironic, yeah. but it's true. It's like, yeah. it's like man, I, I say I, I'm going through stuff still, but it's like I have this thing. This is unique. It's cool. I can make something cool out of this. And I haven't made anything out of it in seven yeah. years. It's still because sitting there. It's so much pressure. Because yep. every time you come a, up with an idea, you're like, that's not yeah. good enough for this thing. Well, For this right. thing. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I. It's weird I because it would normally be in the garbage, and someone assigns no value to it, and we do the opposite. We assign it too much value. So much value, we have like, we fail to launch, and we fail yeah. to actually do. We, we I'm need trying to get also, better at that. Well, we yeah. just need to remember. That's why I said I, I'm trying not to collect materials anymore because I know for a fact that if yeah. I really, if I came up with an idea like, oh my gosh, I gotta build it. I'm. I have a new design for a chair. All I need is X, Y, and Z. Give me a week. I'll I'll go out scavenging. That would be fun. Now you're on the hunt for something specific to make a project. Yeah. You know, you can always do that. So you don't need to covet as much stuff as you do, if, especially if you don't have the room. Tim, it might be a little bit different for you because you do have the space to just like, yeah, oh, I can put this over yeah. here. Yeah. Too much junk, though. I, I, I don't pick up anything anymore. And yeah. The only thing I'll pick up is if it's something that's like unique that I've never seen. You know, right. like 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 some weird shape or material that I'm not familiar with. I'll grab that or hardwood. Well, there's that balance again, though. Yeah. Is is that okay? This is some really beautiful mahogany I just found. I can never use this. <laughs> yeah. Or that's uh, so unique good. that I I I I can't. Use, this is unique. I'll, I'll never have this again if I use it. It's I a having having your cake yeah. and eating it too thing. Well, with the, yeah, with wood, I don't have that problem as much anymore. 
Um, like if it's just like a, like a, like a dining table, a mahogany dining table, like five years ago, three years ago, I might've been like, ah, oh, I can't cut that for this. I can't cut that for that. Now I'm just like, oh, I'm just cutting it. You know, the, I have a bunch of the Ernestina wood that I haven't done anything with. Yeah. And I, part of it is because of my thinking that way, but most of it is just because the stuff is such a pain in the neck to work with. I'm like, I don't want to mill it down into smaller pieces. I want to save that for a job where I can keep it in its larger form, you know? Um, yeah. But yeah, yeah. I, I, with wood, I'm not so much metal and like objects, like uh, things like that, where it's still you see the shape of it's like like tables and chairs and stuff. I'll cut them up any day yeah. of the week now. But but it's like those special shapes and things and composites of things together that are harder to do. That ex- excellent point, Phil. That 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 really is like you said. It's ironic that we place that it kind is. of a value on the garbage that we collect to try you know and what? save it. Let's make a note because I think that is a whole other podcast topic. And, uh, and I think this is where we have to leave everybody. Yeah, I think we do. Yeah. Um, iTunes review, review. Mm, yes. I feel like we should have a theme song for that. Tim, no pressure. Um, my... Hey, 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 hey. I can do, I can do with, us. I can, I'm, a, I'm a musician. I'm a luthier. You, you just sounded like you had more to drink than I did. Um, <laughs> So here's mine. It came out in October of uh, 2017. Uh, It is by Nestle 311. I know who that is. And the topic is, shh, don't tell the other guys. So uh, here it is. Shh, it will be our secret. You guys, podcast is my favorite. What? No, baby. I don't say that to all my podcasts. You special. All kidding aside, this is an amazing podcast. Love you guys. Keep it up. Aww. So I assume this person is from the South, and that's the way I read it. Um, I hope my interpretation was correct. Otherwise, huge, I, huge apologies. What? Can I ask you how you interpret how somebody's from somewhere by way how you read it? Context and syntax. Yeah, but I would assume they're from the South by the way you read it, but not. I can't see how you... I read it verbatim, and that's how you know. I okay, love the um, Sean Connery. I love the dramatic it'll it'll be like they're from. It'll be like they're from Scotland. It's good, right? Sco- Scotland, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, you go back and read it, like that. Right. <clears throat> Please, like how we're asking for it now. It will be our secret. <laughs> <laughs> you guys' podcast is my favorite. What? <laughs> no, baby, I don't say that. All my podcasts. <laughs> You're special. All kidding aside, this is an amazing <laughs> podcast. Love you guys. Keep it up. <laughs> Sincerely, Sean Connery. Bravo. Oh, bravo. oh, that is that is Oscar material right there, brother. Thank you very much. Uh, so yeah, you my know, point is uh, proven now. Thank you. Phil, I, I was uh, my my wife and I took Vance to this. There's this old prison. Uh, it's like kind of this historical landmark <laughs> place. I know where he's going with this. The Rock. Yeah. Well, it's but it was an old stone prison. So we went there. It was like free for, you know, whatever. And so we're like, oh, we'll go. There's these, it's actually really cool. There's these mines you can go into because uh, there was like these copper mines there. And it's always oh, 52 cool. degrees all, all year round down there. It was mm-hmm. like, wow. So it was like 100 degrees down. We went down in these caves and it was 52 oh, degrees nice. and beautiful. But so Vance is, uh, there's a spot where you could stack your own stones to make your own walls. And, and so Vance is there and he's with this other kid and we just kind of letting him play and we're hanging out. And, and I just over here, I'm talking to the kid and, and Vance and him are just talking. And I just hear Vance go, you know, there's this prison. It's called The Rock. And I just heard <laughs> you. 
That's what happens when and me then, and Vince hang out. It just, you know. And then, then the the other kid, the other kid is like, uh, he said, "There's a place called Alcatraz," because he was like, Vance is describing Alcatraz, and the kid yeah. had heard of it, you know. And, yeah. and so they're like talking about the same place. They didn't even know they're talking about the same place. Oh, <laughs> thank God these two children are ignorant about prisons. I mean, honestly, <laughs> would you be proud yeah. of their knowledge of it? You yeah. know what? Actually, I heard it's really hard to do a bit up in Alcatraz. You don't want that, you know. Well, that, yeah, right, we didn't yeah. start off this conversation with you know. Um, Gwen and I went up to visit Vance in prison. Yeah, yeah, we went up to right, San right. Quentin, right. and uh, yeah. yeah, actually, that's more yeah. by Bill. You would be. Uh, I drive by there all the time. San Quentin, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. You do. I'm just right? trying to. I'm just trying to think of what's the one near Tim Island Rikers. You don't want to be. You know, that's you don't want New York. That's New York. Yeah, but there's not too many federal. Is there a federal prison in, in Connecticut? There is a federal prison in Connecticut. There's, there's one in the. Oh, the next Danbury. Town. Of course, yeah. Danbury. Well, there's Danbury Correctional Facility, yeah. That was built. Yeah. That's actually about a mile from my high school or that I went to in um, Newtown, is where it is. Wow. They're, they built you one do in a Newtown. Tour. That was like a minimum. Prison. There's the Danbury one, then there's one they built in Newtown, and that was yeah. a mile from my high school. And then there's one in the next town over that's. Um, there's uh, a lot geez, of criminals in your part of the world, pal. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, Wall Street. But Danbury is federal. <laughs> Danbury is federal, yeah. These are all yeah. Uh, yeah. state. Yeah, okay, that's a big deal. Yeah. 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 And, um, is it a supermax or no? No, 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 no. It's the the one that's in Cheshire, the next town over. The guy that has the bar and the fence company where I get all the cedar from. His wife works there. She's a guard there, and uh, and I guess they have chickens and uh, like a farm and stuff. And it's like sounds like a really nice place actually. Except yeah. for the whole can't leave thing, you know. But, yeah, uh, but yeah. that's true of like even resorts in Mexico. You know, like they're great. These all inclusive. You just can't leave. Yeah. Yeah, we did so. when we went to one My because my wife speaks Spanish, so she was able to ask the busboy. She was like, how do you get off of this place and go into town? And he told her where the Imposible. bus stop. Impossible. Well, he he said, she asked him, like, where do, you, where do you guys, how do you guys leave, go home? Do you have cars? Do you take a bus? And he's like, oh, there's a bus stop out off the compound. So we snuck off the compound. And we got stopped, like, four times. Like, where are you guys going? We're like, we're going out. Like, oh, you don't want to go out? And we're like, no, we do. We want to go out. And we finally got out to the bus. And then we get to the bus stop. And there's, like, all the, the workers are standing there looking at us. Like, what are you doing here? You know, you you lost? We're like, no, we yeah, want to go into town. And it took a while. It took a while to get through there. And even the bus driver's like, what you, no, this isn't the tourist bus. We're like, yeah, we know. We know, you know. You guys, that's insane. To town. That's absolutely. That it is, is crazy. probably not, that's one of the worst ideas you two ever had. Yeah, honestly. And you've had some doozies. Why? So. Really big worst ideas. Yeah. No, it's not the worst. We went to town. And that a great was meal. the last we, got a little we belly heard stick. of the sways. This is. Uh, you this can't is why there needs to be fear. a wall. That's all I'm no, saying. No, this is. This is. <laughs> you can't live your life in fear, man. Please you gotta go to the other up. side of the wall. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, what uh, would you say grabbed your attention this week if you had to? Masonry. Masonry yeah. in prisons grabbed my attention. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go with that. I'm going to go with it, man, and getting out of them. So. <laughs> okay, Bill, That's what grabbed your attention? Uh, you know, uh, Casey's move, the salon move, is going to happen. So real estate and finding locations and how much uh, input that I'm going to have on that um, is just—it's occupying a big space in my brain. It's like, okay, what can we do with this space? What does that look like? Is this? Oh, this ain't going to work. This isn't. That's good fun. Thing, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, it's kind of cool. And then um, trying to talk. Trying to tell Casey and her partner that painting tile is bad. What? Mm, uh, why? 
Because they, the tile's dirty. It needs the, the one spot that they're focusing on is a, it's an old bagel shop, so it's like a kitchen. So it's got these big oh, terracotta so, tiles, but they're yeah. dirty, right? It's like no, clean them. Nobody Pressure looks at the floor. Well, they actually you can the carpet cleaner people that come out to your carpets. They do tile and grout oh, and stuff too. So have it steam clean professionally. They'll look amazing. But it's like no, they're like oh, I, it's not a wall. It's something you're going to walk on. Do not paint this. And if you do, oh. I have nothing to do with this ever. Yeah, because it's yeah, going to last yeah. for all of about eighty five minutes. And the second day after yeah. somebody walks on it, there's going to be scuff marks and it. it's going to look and like awful. If the if the grout still looks cruddy you can regrout over it or you can paint they make a grout paint so you can sit there and painstakingly paint the grout but don't paint those tiles yeah Yeah. i'm telling you if you if they have there it's just the floors are dirty they just look like old restaurant floors right and if they get them clean professionally because tearing them out is going to be super expensive so i'm like you know what they're in good shape they're just dirty trust me have them clean a few hundred bucks yeah Put cool stuff on top of the floors. You won't look at the floors. So. Yeah. Hmm. Area, area rugs. If there's a spot that's really bad, you put an area rug there. You know, or an area amazing, rugs for commercial amazing traffic. Amazing shop full of furniture that people will eyes yeah. will gravitate towards. That hello. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just they won't look at the floor. If you want good, uh, cheap uh, area rugs for high traffic, get Walmart. outdoor. Uh, no, cheap yeah. rugs that are made for outdoor because they're going to be made of yep. polyester There's, and polypropylene. That, you can't have last forever. Really, you really can't have rugs in a hair salon because of all the hair. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. You need to have yeah. floors you can sweep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but no. just anyways. Anyway, so yeah, uh, just just real estate has got my attention. How about you, Phil? Bam- bamboo rug. Get a bamboo uh, rug. We had no because the hair will no get rug. inside. You yeah, can't have right. a rug. It's a it's yeah, a hair it's salon. Gross. Yeah. yeah. Um, what has got my attention? What about a I rug like- that's made up? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> wish you had some of that iceberg now, don't you? I wish I had more. I'm, I'm terminado. Um, electronics and sprinkler videos. And I, I'm going to say one thing. <laughs> YouTube videos last forever they yeah. are in perpetuity so when i needed to learn how to fix a uh like a sliced open polyethylene pipe i watched a video that was seven years old which now when we look at a video that's seven years old we're like oh my god that's like it's like watching so something yeah. yeah it's like on a projector from the 30s you know what i mean like it's ridiculous but there was so much value in these things especially when they're done well I watched a seven-year-old video, and it gave me the exact information I needed from somebody who is a pro. And and it was something like, you know, use dishwashing soap and a rubber mallet, and it gets it perfectly in you. Smash. Honestly, I bought a rubber mallet for eight bucks. I got some Dawn dishwashing detergent from inside the house, and it went smooth like butter. And I got exactly what I wanted out of it. And so all to say, that's what got my attention. But, you know, don't discount videos because they're old. You know, and old is such a relative term. What the hell? Seven years old. I've got underwear older than that. I'd like. I'd like to point out you had the same conclusion last week about um, uh, groups. Uh, remember, you said that oh, information is still out yeah. there. Uh, yeah. Boards. yeah, yeah. So sure, it's the same right. thing. I think once it's once it's out in the in the interwebular world, it's forever. But I think there's more of a prejudice against old YouTube videos. I think we're always looking for like the new, fresh, hot. You know, you know, it's got to be in 1080p. It's got to be in. You know, 3D stereo, 60 frames per second, that kind that, of thing. That might be a millennial thing, but I don't look at it that way. I, I well, really don't. I, I my, mean, you're, that's why I did my sway back when. You can still see, but yeah, what? <laughs> that's why I started my sway back when series. Yeah. Oh, I love those. 
Because the ideas are valuable, but the video might suck, but the ideas are decent. You know, I thought I had some pretty good ideas. I haven't then. seen that being the case. I just, you know what? I really like those videos. I like them because they're back to basics. They're like furniture or shop projects, and they're just like, they're not trying to be something amazing or inventive or specifically creative. They're just like, you know, first of all, I like that they're back to your roots and seeing your roots, but they're also just projects that I would take on that, you know, that, that, that I could see myself doing. And, and that's why I like them. I, I find myself not looking at very many videos for the quality of the video. That's just not yeah. what catches my eye. It's the quality of the idea. If you happen to stumble, yeah. If you happen to stumble across a Frank Howarth video, or even even the millennial, we don't Ugh. talk about his name. Um, but these guys are great at the video themselves, and the content's awesome. But yeah. if the content yeah. is good, if I'm interested in what's being done, I don't care if it looks like an old 1972 black and white scratchy screen. Whatever. Mm. It's just like I want the information more than I want to be entertained. If I want to be entertained, I'll watch you know on demand or something. I agree to a degree. Sometimes the video is just atrocious, and the eighty-year-old dude on there is is turning what should have been a three-minute video into a thirty-eight-minute like yeah. saga. But see, but that's yeah. not the video. It's it's the quality of the content that you don't like. Yeah. It's an eighty-year-old guy talking for something for eighty minutes that you don't that he could have said in three. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Fair enough. But that it's all production at the end of the day, though. It's all just yeah. how yeah. Because the, the cameras are all good see. enough. I mean, everyone's yeah. it's, a lot of people are recording on their phones, and it's good enough. Yeah, you know what I mean. So it, it, a lot of it is presentation. Um, okay, so on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube, I'm Phil Pinsky. Uh, WilliamLutz.com. Thank you to Justin Sparks. TimSway.net. Thank you to Jason Payne. NewPerspectivesMusic.com. Check it out. New content every day, probably. Contact us for show topic suggestions, feedback, all that good stuff. We love hearing from you. Uh, info. Did I say info at ReclaimedAudioPodcast.com? By email. Hit us up on Twitter at ReclaimedAudio. On iTunes, leave us those reviews. There's a link to leaving us a review on our podcast on our website reclaimedaudiopodcast.com and patreon.com slash reclaimedaudio the absolute best way to keep us making these interesting podcasts I think you know so that's a pretty great uh, pretty great cause you know you're our satellites (laughs) God bless on that note I love you all (laughs) all the best guys